What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our Cinemania Nightmares show. I am joined by a very, very special guest. I've been trying to get her on the show for a long time now, and she's finally here. Lucy from Lucy Goes to Hollywood. Lucy, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on, and I'm, I'm glad to finally be here. <laughs> I know. How it's been doing? a long time coming. Long, long, long time coming. But thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It is 9.10, I believe, over there. Yeah, yeah, 10 past 9 in the evening, yeah. In the UK, 9.10 over there. It's 4.10 over here in the US on the eastern side. So I'm glad we can work this all out to get to get you on the show. And um, yeah, before we get uh, started, uh, just, to get, just so everyone can get to know you a little bit, what's been going on in the life of Lucy? How's everything been going? Yeah, it's been going really well, thank you. Uh, just projects with the blog you know i've been on a few other podcasts um i've got a film festival coming up in november which is cool the uh, london korean film festival oh wow wow. very busy that'd be awesome um yeah i've just been keeping myself busy tweeting a lot if you follow me on twitter you'll probably see a lot of tweets all the time yeah you will Uh, yeah just you know keeping myself entertained i suppose that's good that's good just um (laughs) it's like october 23rd so uh anything (laughs) um I know everyone does the 31 days of Halloween. I, and unless you're not busy, I it's hard for me to do the 31 days of Halloween. I just yeah, try to watch yeah. as much as horror movies I can. Because it's like so... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm behind on my own challenge. Right, <laughs> so I know. At the, end of, at the beginning of the month, sorry. And I'm behind on my own, so hang on. <laughs> right. I like, I started, um, I started like, I was like like back in September I was like yeah I'm gonna make a list I'm gonna watch a movie every day and then life like punched me in the face and I was like oh my god I've watched like like five movies and stuff but it's like it's crazy what some what are some of the things you watch you um you've watched like what are some of your favorite things to watch like during this time of the year I watch horror all time like 12 12 months out of the whole year but like October yeah. <laughs> October is like the main Halloween horror month. So what are some of the stuff that you like to watch? I, you know, I like to re- like relive the classics. And my boyfriend isn't as clued up on horror as me. So I, I kind of, I introduce him to a new one every year. That's kind of my thing. Um, so last year it was Scream. He hadn't seen Scream, can you believe? So we watched that together. Uh, yeah, I just, I revisit all the classics. Um, this year we've got a special screening of The Silence of the Lambs in London. Oh, that's nice. Edible Cinema. So it's going to be like food themed around the film. What? That's nice. It's going to be sick. (laughs) Like, I love when, like, I love when places and, like, theaters or whatever does, like, like, you know, classic halloween movies and then does like themes around it like two weeks ago i think what not last saturday but the saturday before um this past one i went to a special uh screening of like scream speaking of scream they had a um at one of the the one of the local theaters here in boston they had it in 30 millimeter um yeah so it was like it was the first time like watching scream on the big screen and it was so great it was like and it's it's crazy because like i'm not even surprised to hear that he hasn't watched it before you showed him because the guy you know the host he was like hey is 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 this anyone's first time watching this and like almost half the theater raised their hand i was like jesus like i was crazy isn't it because to us it's such a classic yeah i was like i can quote i can quote this 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, I can quote this movie. This is that's crazy to me. I was like, Scream, yeah. Halloween, Exorcist. Those are all the classics you gotta watch first, exactly. and you know, maybe exactly. like, maybe I wasn't raised right because I was watching Scream when I was like five. I was just it was like my favorite <laughs> stuff. So um, yeah, it was like my favorite stuff. So yeah, I guess I guess we're we're a part of the we're a part of the elite crowd, I guess. But um, <laughs> let's get into some let's get into some horror news, some stuff. There's like a bunch of yeah. it's October, so there's like a bunch of October things going on, and stuff like that as far as horror and the horror world. So let's uh jump right into one of the big things from as of today is Halloween. You know, everyone uh, yeah. yeah everyone was just psyched about this movie, and then it finally released on fr- on Friday. All of us uh-huh. at the, I think the Cinemania team, the local one, we all watched it for the most part. I think Christina has to watch it, but I think we all watched it. We all saw it on Thursday for the Killerthon, and it's it was it showed that the um, opening weekend, opening weekend, it made seventy seven million. Now, I'll get your thoughts on like the box office for Halloween. Seventy seven million for a horror movie is really good. So it didn't. Yeah. Couple of things. It didn't come close to its last year's. Its uh, lit. It uh, domestically. It made 123 U.S. like domestic. Uh-huh. International did insane too. I think Halloween did like 99 million international, which is also great. So uh-huh. I was really bummed that it couldn't go past Venom. Venom yeah. was 80. Venom was uh, did 80 million. To become the highest gross, yeah, the highest gross, like opening weekend for October. Halloween was just close; it made seventy-seven. So, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that Halloween movie and the box office for it? Yeah, so and I'm definitely excited to see Halloween. Uh, hopefully, seeing it this weekend, so I'll definitely update you on that one. Um, but yeah, in terms of the actual uh, box office takings, I think it's because Venom. You know, they've got much of. It's such a bigger fan base, you know, like Marvel yeah. is so huge. Yeah, so yeah. I feel I feel like it's just a shame they were released at a similar time because audiences might be more drawn towards Venom, sadly. Mm-hmm. But obviously, for Halloween, it is fantastic that it has done as well as it has, and I hope that continues over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just awesome to see, especially since I think a lot of people were apprehensive because, you know, Halloween is such a classic, you know, it's like, oh, are you going gonna to live up to the hype? You know, are you going to bring it back with a bang or is it gonna like you know fall flat so i think that that was a, a question that i was considering but i've heard good things about it actually which yeah. makes me happy <laughs> for the for the most part i also same thing i've heard people calling it like it's a it's a perfect sequel right after the mm-hmm. original one and i saw it and i for some reason for me i have to see it again because halloween is like one of those franchises that is so close to my heart but mm-hmm. I am able to realize that the franchise as a whole is really not cohesive. So, you know, like there's good ones from the franchise and there's really bad ones from the franchise and there's like <laughs> okay ones from the franchise. You know what I mean? So it's like obviously yeah. the original one is just like no sequel touch that one, right? So the original yeah. one came out and then... And then you had the second one, fine, uh, Season of the Witch, whatever. But And then we got into 4 and 5. And 4, I enjoyed. 5 was okay for me. But then after 5, we get into the tough ones. 
because besides uh, besides like H two O, which I which I thoroughly enjoyed, just to you know to finally see J uh, Jamie Lee Curtis back back in like two thousand, and she had the cut hair, the low cut hair. She had uh -huh. an axe in her hand. Thought that was badass, and then like. Res Resurrection happened, and then the Rob Zombie ones happened, and then Michael Myers, oh, <laughs> and then like Michael Myers was in a cult, and then it was just like I was like, what is ha like what is happening to my to my franchise? But this movie came out, and I liked it. I just I think after a couple of days thinking about it, I the second act is just where it loses, like where it loses me a little bit. Cause mm -hmm. there is some shocking decision making that happens in the second act. I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. Cause I wait. I wait for you to check check it out yourself. Um, but the first act was great. The third act was great. The second act is just like I was like, what is happening? But other than that, like as a whole, I thought it was okay. I thought it was. It wasn't amazing, but it was good. You know what I mean? But uh -huh. other people are like, oh, this was amazing, and I'm just, I'm not there with them, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's tough, because I want to be, I want to be like, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to be like, this was like the best sequel, you know, yeah. but it's just, for me, I was just like, oh, I don't know, it was, it was good, you know, so yeah. we'll wait, we'll wait to see your, your thoughts on that um what are your thoughts on the fact that they already have some sequels in development i'm pretty sure after the monster box office they already thought about having sequels what are your thoughts on that uh, what would you like to see yeah. in a sequel too i don't know like i feel my thoughts on sequels are very uh, i'm very anti-sequel i think because a lot of people know i'm a big fan of the the soul franchise but mm -hmm. only up to about three yeah, I, I agree. Like, what are you doing? Leave my franchise alone. Stop this. You know, like when you have this sort of, you know, love for a film and someone just goes and creates awful stuff off the back of it. My God, did I you watch Jigsaw? Again? You know, like Jigsaw was atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> Jigsaw was so, so bad. bad. <laughs> I was like, like why? Like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> the ending and then the guy's face turned into like a squid. Yes. I was just like, what is happening? Like, I, I actually laughed in the cinema, and I felt like, yeah. so, like a psychopath. Oh, my but God. But so <laughs> But, like, I'm right there with you. Saw was, like, one of my favorites growing up, and then it just, like, like wow, it just got bad. Like, you know, <laughs> after three, you're right. Like, after they killed off, um, after they killed off um, Jigsaw, I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's see what they can do. And they just, just it was like they were just phoning it in, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, see, I'm worried that's going to happen again, if I'm quite honest. You know, obviously, like you said, there's already been so many Halloween sequels already. <laughs> it's just insane. Like, I, I don't know. I'm a bit apprehensive, to be honest. But Yeah, you know, I agree. You can't judge it till you see it, I suppose. You've got you to gotta give it the benefit of the doubt. And then if you don't like it, then you can, you can have a rant afterwards. But... <laughs> Yeah, what about you? I'm interested because you seem more Halloween-y than me, you know, in terms of your love for it. So it's really cool <laughs> to know what you think. About the sequels? Um, yeah. I Okay, so the sequels, like, I, I have a mix, I'm a mixed bag when it comes mm. to sequels because I think a lot of movies, unless you're like Captain America, where it got better mm -hmm. in the sequels, or Dark Knight, right? You know, the Dark Knight was like superior than the Batman Begins. And I'm trying to think of, like, some in the horror universe, but I really can't right now. But I feel like a lot of movies get sequelitis 
and they have this thing where they just like listen this movie made so much money so let's go bigger and let's go badder with the second one and let's just you know no holds barred in the second one and let's just do everything and michael myers is gonna be an alien damn it and all that you know i just so i mean if they just left it alone with this movie alone and the way it ended they could you know i'll be like okay fine but if a sequel comes out and i just i don't know i don't know i i guess like you said we'll have to see because sequel you know there are a lot of sequels that are become that are better than the first one as far as you know whatever movie you're watching there is sequels that do it better but then there are sequels that just try too hard to be you know to be bigger than what it was and it loses the magic of the first one like for instance i'll give two i'll I'll give two examples like Uh daredevil not not daredevil what am i talking about um what is it uh deadpool right i love the first deadpool the second deadpool i was all right it was like all right to me but I, because I felt like they tried to, the thing about Deadpool that I loved so much, the first one, was that it was not a superhero movie at all. He was just this anti-hero, he was an asshole, and he didn't care about anybody besides the girl that he loved. Great. This one is just, they were like, let's make it a superhero movie. He has a group of friends that he's fighting with. And he's, you know, I was just like, no, that's not Deadpool. It's losing Deadpool charm. I mean, he's still Deadpool. And he's still cursing and all that shit and dick jokes yeah. and all that stuff. But it's now Deadpool is like turning into a, I don't know. I just feel like they tried to go bigger and badder and more, uh-huh. you know, crazier than the first one. And I just, at the end, I was like, nah, I'm not really. It was okay. And my second example was Kingsman huge Kingsman fan the first one loved the first Kingsman movie loved it loved it loved I can watch that on loop forever and be fine the second one came out and I was like what is happening um I thought it was fine but it's just like this the whole thing with the statesman and Channing Tatum and this and that and I was just like no this ain't my Kingsman have you seen the second one yeah, I've seen um, I've seen Deadpool two and I've seen Kingsman two as well, which yeah. I completely forgot the name of now. But yeah, uh, agreed. You know, I mean, they yeah. were okay. like Deadpool two, I preferred over Kingsman two. Yeah, but, I agree. Uh, it was alright. You know, like Deadpool two. You know, I had a good laugh. The soundtrack was really good. Mm-hmm. The acting was really good. But at the same time, I was like, eh, kind of lost the essence of him a little bit there. Agree. But, Totally agree. (laughs) I totally agree. And then like Kingsman, like I loved the first one so much. So like going into the second one, I was so excited, so jazzed, so pumped. And then they made the spoilers, everyone. They made the the decision to bring back Colin Firth. The way they brought him back made no sense. And I was like, if you wanted to bring him back, why kill him in the first one? You know what I mean? Like it made it it was like some bag over his head that stopped. Like what? That makes no sense. And then like they killed off Roxy, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like I liked Roxy, and I'm just like, "Damn!" You know, like they just I don't like when movies do that. And I love Matthew Vaughn as a director, and I I think uh, who was Deadpool two was Tim not Tim Miller. It was uh the guy who did Atomic Blonde. I'm losing his name, but. Yeah, that's just my problem. Yeah. With, that's like my main problem with sequels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just tough. Yeah, I know. I feel like you know, definitely. You know, I know we're watching like you know action films and whatever, and there's a little bit of implausibility, but at the same time, you can't have such a stupid thing in the narrative like Kingsman did. It doesn't make any sense. 
Like, why? Yeah. (laughs) It still needs to make sense in its narrative, even if it is, like, you know, bullets everywhere and, you know, mutants or whatever, but you can't just do that. Yeah, right? People enjoy the second Kingsman, frankly. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, you know. It's it's insane. A lot of a lot of sequels do that. Like Iron Man two, I I thought I think I might be in the majority in like the minority, but I think Iron Man two is horrendous. Like the fir- <laughs> you go from the first Iron Man to being like wow, pretty good, awesome. Then you go to Iron Man. Oh my God, Iron Man two is just why. Um, Mickey Rourke wants his bird. It was just so bad. I I hate that. I hated that movie. But it's like. I, that's my problem with sequels, and then you'll have the then you'll have the ones that the sequels that are really really good, and they try to focus more on the characters and stuff like that, you know. So it's just it's it's gonna be a hit or miss for me if they do a sequel to this Halloween movie, which knowing Blumhouse they're gonna be like, yeah, let's do a sequel. Yeah. Um, then that's my only worry is that just keep it keep it small and keep it like normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't go ridiculous, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just yeah. Like you no, know, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Should it go ahead? But again, I'm a little bit nervous. But right. I always am with sequels. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's my that's my thing about that as far as the Halloween sequel. So, uh, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about moving on, because it's like really mm-hmm. interesting to me because. We, we were talking about Halloween's box office, right? So, mm-hmm. we're talking about the box office, and we're talking about how, like, it did so well, and The Nun did really well, and Halloween did a well, and, like, movies like Get Out did really well, you know, for horror and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, other horrors, like the, like, like the original horror movies that are brand new, something different, like Hereditary that comes out and no one goes to go see it, you know, I think Hereditary did like 15 million the opening weekend, I saw that and I was so bummed, because I loved Hereditary, there's like, there's this hatred, there's like this hatred amongst like people, it's it's like very divided of a film, you know, and um, I enjoy it, and I, I, I want to get your thoughts on why do you think that is, because you'll have these horror movies that just break records and do amazing, and, you know, mm-hmm. audience will flock to them, and then you'll have these horror movies that are just like, nah, you know, even if it's really, even if it's like really yeah. good, people just don't go, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think Hereditary was a tough one because it's definitely the most divided film I've seen this year in terms of audience reception. Right. You know, certainly in the horror universe. It's either been, I love this, or what the hell was this, I hated it, waste of however many minutes it was. You know, it was very, like, Marmite, like, love it, I hate it, you know? Um, (laughs) But essentially, yeah, I think Hereditary had a bit of a a tough ride because, you know, it was Ari Aster's first debut film, right? Yep, yep. That's hard for him. And it's just hard to sort of, you know, promote a horror film and, and make it stand out amongst the millions of other horror films, I suppose. Um, and I think that's where sequels come in handy because people go, oh, yeah, The Conjuring, or oh, yeah, Halloween, let's see that. And, you know, they've sold mm-hmm. themselves. People are going to go see it. Whereas right. Hereditary is, an, is a unique original production, so it needs more marketing and more critical responses and more five stars on buses, you know, yeah. before people will pay attention. 
and I think that's the problem. I think just just from my sort of analysis of it. Right. It's yeah. um. I I think I. I think you raise a really good point in as far as like marketing and mainstream mm-hmm. and everyone, you know, after the first Conjuring, every, you know, fans were pretty much in for like mm-hmm. the Conjuring universe, no matter what it, no matter what it was, whether it was Annabelle or the Narn and the Crooked Man, I think he's still coming. I don't know. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, everyone, you know, they, they have an understanding that the Conjuring movies are good. You know, I mean, I didn't like the first Annabelle movie. Good Lord. But like, Mm-hmm. Annabelle creation I enjoyed the nun I saw twice and I thought it was fine I don't think it was horrible I thought it was fine um but it's just fans go to those movies you know especially mm-hmm. with the kind of trailers that you know it's like it's trailer from last year I remember that trailer being like one of my favorites with the score and like all the shots that was happening and the kid vibe it was a really good trailer. And then the Nuns yeah. trailer, too. I also, it got me excited for that movie because I liked the trailer. So I'm wondering if, or, or even if we go back to the Conjuring's first trailer and the clap clap thing, great. Oh, like, yeah. I was, Iconic. yeah, like, I was sold, you know? About it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was sold on that trailer. So I'm wondering if it, if it has to do with stuff like that. And Hereditary's trailer. I remember everyone saying, like, well, I don't really get it. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. what's happening? Mm-hmm. So maybe that has something to do with it. But then coming out of the movie, people, like, just either hated it. They thought it was not scary, horrible, this and that. And Hereditary is still, like, one of my favorites of the year because yeah. I-, I think what it is with the mainstream audiences, you know, it's 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 tricky with them, you know? with them it's tricky with like you know us like we're movie buffs so we're gonna go to these movies you know what i mean and we're gonna love them or the or we're gonna hate them you know and the hereditary is just one if you're a film buff i feel like film buffs are just automatically unless unless you're in the minority they're just gonna love it to appreciate what's going on in this film you know, because you got all the acting that's amazing. You got these shots. You got this direction from um, Ari Aster. And then you got this score and soundtrack. And, uh, and, you know, even the opening shot when it's like a little the dollhouse thing was just phenomenal. Yeah, so movie buffs are going to go, right? Like movie buffs are going to go crazy with that stuff. And then exactly. regular fans are going to be like, eh, okay, it's just a, it's just a movie, you know? So, I don't know, it's very tricky, it's very tricky. I think you're right about the trailer as well, now I think about it. Like, mm-hmm. you're right, because you sort of watch the trailer and you're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. You know, there's, there's weird clocking sounds and someone's on fire and Tony Collette is screaming <laughs> and what's going on, you know, you know what I mean? Though? But then when you actually watch it, you're like, okay, makes sense, but you can't, you know, spoon-feed the audience hereditary because you will have ruined everything. I you know, know, like, obviously that iconic scene, you know, spoiler alert, where the girl gets decapitated, you think, mm-hmm. shit, man, like, that's insane, whoa, you know, if, and you could hear a pin drop in my screening when that happened, like, it was just, oh my god. Dude, I know. no way you could have translated that on a trailer, you know what I mean? Like, no way. It's... Whereas the nun with, it, like, its jump scares and the conjuring with the clap clap, it's, it's those iconic little scenes that people remember from trailers, I think. So, you know, kudos to Hereditary for marketing it the way that it did, because it was a hard job to do. 
Yeah. I agree. I'm, I'm sad that people didn't, you know, flock to it the way we did. Yeah, I agree because, like, um, that's actually interesting to what you say because people watch the trailer, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I don't know, nah, I'm all set. Um, and it's like, <laughs> you're right because you cannot capture the last 10 minutes of Hereditary. Holy like, crap. Like, I remember I made my mom watch it, and she hates... She loves horror movies, but she hates the, like, rituals and paranormal stuff like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and she's terrified of that shit. And I don't blame her, because I am a little bit, too. And the last ten minutes, when this poor boy wakes up... <laughs> this poor boy... Spoiler alerts, everyone. Spoiler Skip ahead, like, five minutes. Um, when this poor boy wakes up, and he's like, Oh, what a nice night. You know, <laughs> life is not great at the moment, but I live in a nice house. Mom is downstairs making brownies. You know, my nose is broken, but it's fine. And then I fucking see Tony Collette in the corner. I'm just like, oh my god, oh, oh my god, oh, oh my god. god. Shot, though, and I think yeah, you're sat there and you're not quite sure what's going on, and then you see her, and your heart just stops. You're like, yeah. oh, what? <laughs> and it's that kind of, you know. It doesn't just rely on jump scares, and I love that about Hereditary. Same here. <laughs> Dude, like, it, cause it, it could have been, that shot could have been like a blah, and then like shit happens, you know? But it, but, but it yeah. wasn't. And she's sitting in that corner, and I, I was with Alex, who I do the world show with, and we were like, oh my fuck. He was like, did you see that? I was like, what? What? And then he pointed yeah. her, he pointed at her, and I was like, fuck! turn around and she's like right i don't know how i missed her because she's she's in white but there's no sound there's no sound in that scene and i'm just like oh my god the whole theater was packed actually this theater we went into like the, the popular theater for hereditary and we saw it was like it wasn't like a a popular it was like five o'clock and it was packed um i think just because people just wanted to see what happens in this movie because they heard so much so yeah She's in the corner, and I'm like, the whole theater was just silent. It's like when you went to go see a quiet place, you know, and you just, it's just pitch silence. That's how the theater was. And then they cut, they do like another shot, and then she moves. And I was like, oh my God. And then, so she moves, and then he goes downstairs. And this kid, he's probably going to, you know, I'm going to go see my mom and my dad, give him a hug. Dad's burnt on the in the corner. Mom is back in another corner, and then and then like he sees his father, and that's when uh, magically Tony Collette comes from the other corner, and they start running, and then they start running up the stairs, and then this this the scene that's like drilled and will be drilled in my head forever. Um, it, the scene when he closes that attic door and you hear that thumping and you think it's just her knocking on the door like it's just me it's her yeah. fucking head and I was just like oh my god I'm not sleeping and I remember I, I remember Alex and I was doing the review after and he was like I have to keep a couple lights on and I was like I don't blame you dude I don't blame you and that's like a movie like The Nun and all these other like jump scare kind of movies could not capture what Hereditary did on me. No. You know what I mean? Oh, I had such a good experience with Hereditary. I went with a couple of workmates, and obviously we all live in different like parts of the city, so I got the train home on my own after seeing that, and it was dark, <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, <laughs> something's going to happen, you know, and it was it was such an uncomfortable experience, I think. Um, and I did love the use of just like uncomfortably long shots 
you know, like the one you've just described. Yeah. Where, like nothing happens, but yeah. you're just expecting something to happen, and it's just really awkward and brilliant, and yeah, so, yeah, so good. it's so good, and it's a it's a long movie, and it starts off slow, but I feel like by the end it's all warranted, and then like everyone is talking about Tony Collette getting nominated at least and i totally i'm on that train yeah i at least like at least give her a nomination if she doesn't win fine but at least give her a nom because she was so great and for someone who hates horror because i saw her on ellen and she said that she hates horror films for someone who can do that kind of performance that hates horror films it's phenomenal to me you know so yeah. she needs some kind of award. Are you on the same train, or is just, or is it just me? Cause... Oh my god, no, hundred percent. Like I think, even like one of my workmates, like afterwards we had a little discussion about it, and he said that it's that scene after Charlie dies, and obviously the um, and Peter just goes to bed and and just pretends nothing happens. You know, yeah. first of all, that's that's creepy in in itself. You know, it'll just blow over, and it's just it's that scene where it cuts to where Tony Collette is just like grieving for the loss of a daughter and crying and it's just you feel so uncomfortable and it's just so convincing and raw and yeah just that scene alone for us like as as you know spectators i just think that was such a wonderful scene that she should win an award for frankly yeah something um, like give really her something right like yeah. i'm totally with you she needs like she needs something the woman did amazing in that movie so that's just the interesting thing about just mainstream and indie horror films. I guess this is something we're going to have to deal with. But yeah. moving on, there's a bunch of um there's a bunch of like conjuring news that we'd have to we would have to get through. Like a lot yeah. of stuff going on in the conjuring universe and stuff like that. So we'll get to that right in a minute. All right. So we'll get into the conjuring news really quick. Um so apparently it seems like the conjuring 3 will not be directed by James Wan. Um, and also, it will be focused on a murder trial, and it should begin production in 2019. I don't remember who's going to be the new director, but I heard it was someone that James Wan really, like, he's close to and that he trusts. I think he was, like, yeah. one of the producers or something like that. Um, a couple of more things. Uh, that we had the first trailer last week from, for J- from James Wan's The Curse of La Llorona. Hope I'm saying that right. And uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are set to return as the Warrens and not in the Conjuring. I mean, they might be in the Conjuring 3, but it looks like right now they're set to be in Annabelle 3, which will be the introduction of how Annabelle got to the Warrens compound and stuff. So all of the uh, Conjuring Universe news, what are your thoughts on those? Yeah, it's a shame about James Wan because I feel like, you know, he, he kind of owns the Conjuring now. Right. So it's kind of, it, it's hard giving that to somebody else. But, you know, if he trusts this guy, then, then we'll see what happens. I love The Conjuring. Right. I love The Conjuring too as well, actually. That's a good example of a good sequel, actually. That was a good sequel. Exactly, um, you're right, yep. Love that. Yeah, I just, I, I do love James Wan, though, obviously, as, as, you know, we all know, he did direct Soul, so I've got a soft spot for him. <laughs> um, but I think The Conjuring has really, like, it's in my list of, like, scariest films, like the, the original one, because I... I remember seeing that in the in the cinema, and I was just so scared. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, um, I went yeah. home. I didn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awful. <laughs> it was tough. But yeah, I mean, I'll definitely watch it. It would be interesting to see someone else's take on it. You know, all directors are very different, so yeah. it'd be cool to see what this new guy brings to the table. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it though. 
Right. Like a good story. Yeah, I agree. I um, as far as I, I mean, I would have loved to just see him complete his trilogy for the Conjuring, because yeah. if you if he could have had like a solid three Conjuring movies that just like. You know, what an accomplishment as a director for him. But I get that he's just busy. He's just finishing up all the stuff with Aquaman, which will be out soon. And then this new movie, La Llorona, it looks like he wanted to have, it looks like he wanted to try like a new, um, I saw a video when he was talking about this at the uh, ScareCon. It's like the Comic Con for like scary stuff. And he was talking about the movie and he was talking about how like, how much he had fun doing the La Llorona movie and stuff. So I guess hearing about that and then seeing that trailer, I, I love that trailer. The first trailer, yeah. like, uh, it always... Oh, and scary. you can tell it's James Wan by the ending of the trailer when it's just one scene that all you need is a scene to hook the audience. And that's the scene right there. That car scene... Oh, crap. I was like, fuck. Yeah, nope. Not yeah, for man, me. Yeah, I did jump, I'll admit. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I was like, not for me. I mean, I'm going to watch it because I love James Wan. I love I love all that stuff. I also noticed that the... um, I don't know if it's connected, but the Annabelle... The, 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 the nun... Well, like, the priest from Annabelle 1 is in that movie. This upcoming movie, so that's I wonder if that's like if he's like a new character or if he's the same person, but that should be yeah. kind of that should be kind of interesting. But um, overall thoughts on that trailer, that La Llorona trailer. Oh man, yeah, it was that's gonna be a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a <laughs> tough one. To it, and then uh, what do you think about Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga coming to the um, Annabelle three? Yeah, I love them as the Warrens. I mean, after I saw The Conjuring, I kind of for a while became obsessed with the Warrens and, and what they did. So, you know, I, I bought a book around them and read about them. And I just think that they're so good at embodying them. And they're such great actors as well. Just just wonderful watching them together. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes. Because obviously Annabelle was such a iconic sort of doll based off a doll they actually had in their right. you know, room of spooky things. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to learn a little bit more about her. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. I um I guess for me I'm just like they announced them for Annabelle 3, but it's like what about The Conjuring 3? Like I'm just like um I'm intrigued at how all of this is going to play out if they're going to do yeah. if they're going to be in both movies. I mean, fine with me. Um but how they're going to do everything and stuff like that. And then with Annabelle, I know Annabelle the perfect way to end this Annabelle trilogy, if it's a trilogy, is with the Warrens because the first shot of The Conjuring One is Annabelle, you know. Yep. So that's gonna be an interesting kind of like turnaround to see when they come in, how they come in. Cause I enjoyed Annabelle Creation for the most part. I li- I did like also how it tied into the first one, even though the first one's not my favorite by any means. Um, no. I liked how it tied into the first one. It made sense by the end. I was like, oh, okay. I still like the first one. But Animal Creation was fine. I had a fun time with it for what it was. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued to how of how they're going to do Annabelle 3. And it seems like I love that Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are, you know, locked in with this Conjuring universe and stuff like that. And they're kind of the forefront, you know what I mean? 
and then you uh-huh. saw uh, Vera's sister coming in, coming in for the nun and stuff like that. So I love how they're at the forefront of this Conjuring franchise, no matter what. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see, you know. So I'm excited as well. A um, couple yeah. of couple of quick horror news. We'll go through these quickly. Uh, the Happy Death Day to You poster has finally been revealed, and uh-huh. we had a first trailer for it. I saw it last week. They uh, they actually showed the first trailer in front of Halloween, which was interesting. Cause it made sense because it's Blumhouse. It's a Blumhouse property. But yeah. the trailer... Okay, so I won't spoil the trailer because I know it's not out, out yet. But the trailer did leave me excited for it. I know you haven't seen Happy Death Day yet. No. But... Um, <laughs> So you're saying, I remember earlier you were saying that you just wasn't really intrigued by it. Um, it's a yeah, fun movie for what it is. too harsh, you know, and I feel, you know, as long as I have a good time with it, I might, you know, it, it doesn't have to be wonderful and like, you know, blockbuster or whatever. I'm, I'm probably just being too harsh on it. Right. I think, I kind of do like the concept, but I'm worried that it's just not going to deliver in a way I want it to. I will watch it though, it is on my very long list of things to watch, so certainly will. Um, right. But obviously, it's very much Groundhog Day, but with like someone being murdered, so it just feels a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I watched it a few times. It's a fun, um, it's a fun movie to get into. It's not amazing, and it's a fun little twist at the end. It's a fun Jessica Roth who plays the uh, main character is really well done. I think she does really a really good job. It's a fun movie for what it is because I went in with the same thought like you i was like oh no it's dumb and i'm so tired of this repeat 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 bullshit but in the end i was like okay you know it's fine it's fun it's good you know um some other stuff real quick we got robert england is like mentioned that he would be up to return for nightmare on elm street reboot or whatever they would do and then this one's weird lebron james is in talks to produce a Friday the 13th reboot. So, real quick, your thoughts on those two things. Because that last one is oh like, God. what? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I love um, Robert England. I love uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So I would absolutely love, love, love to see another one. Uh, even if it is a remake, it would just be sick, you know, because he is, he is the guy. Right, um, right. And I love it. And obviously, it's been several years since we had Nightmare on Elm Street, so sure, give it a go. Right, know? it's been a Same while. Halloween, you know, it, 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 might, it might work. Um, yeah, I love him. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm more happy about the first one than the second one. I don't know, it's a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. he's used anything before. That's so... I don't know. I, no, he <laughs> hasn't. That's why I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's like, I don't know. Like, that's just so random to me. I don't know, like, what kind of analogy you can make for it. But that's like, I don't know. Like, what's weird? Oh, Donald Trump is in talks to, to like, produce the purge. And this is what? <laughs> like, you know, just... Well, I mean, I- at least that would be appropriate. Yeah, at least, I mean, at least that one, at least that one kind of ties in together, and I can, you know, but yeah. I don't know. I, I'd be more worried if he was, if, if if it was like, Donald Trump is in talks to produce the Hunger Games. Oh, God, no. Please, don't oh, give, stop. don't, don't give him any ideas, or I'm, I'm coming to the UK or something. This is just a mess. Yeah, man, you're, you're more than welcome. <laughs> because it's a mess down here already. Oh, my God. But um, I don't know yeah. what to think about that LeBron James story. I don't know why. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> and this is, the, this is the 
first I've heard of it as well. So I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it today and I was like, no. And then I looked it up and I was like, it's a real thing. It's real. Like, people have reported on it. And I was like, no, it's not a prank. This is, what? Like, I don't know. Oh, I think yeah, someone got hacked. Basketball themes. I bet it will. <laughs> yeah, I I know if if oh my, could you imagine if Jason comes out and he's playing basketball and oh my, I I know I know I'm being an asshole, but it's like I think I think one of these news reporters got hacked or something. This can't be real. LeBron James with no, I don't I don't believe it at all. But. <laughs> Um, all right, so that is the that's pretty much the show. Um, Lucy, thank you for joining us and coming on. It was very nice having you finally on the yeah, show. It was, it was so fun to be here. We'll, we'll do it again sometime. Yes, so yes, fun. yes, we have to. <laughs> um, feel free to plug anything. Uh, let, let the fans know where they can find you, all that good stuff. Yeah, of course. So I'm mainly on Twitter at LGTHblog, um, and that's also my Instagram handle. And I am on Facebook at uh, Lucy Goes to Hollywood Blog, but I'm never really on there. So yeah, mainly on Twitter. <laughs> that's where you can find me. <laughs> yeah, I'll add all of your um, social medias in the uh, in the uh, description and, and stuff like that. So for anyone who wants to follow Lucy, feel free to. Much of great content on all her channels. And you can find the Cinemania page everywhere now. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. Thank you guys for joining us. Lucy, thank you again. Yeah, thank you. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.